What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, aka Rasta K. Uh, you can find me over on Instagram at Rasta K Grows. Uh, direct message me if you have any questions, you want to be on the show, any concerns, feel free to contact me. I'll be able to get back to you within a few hours. So tonight's episode, we're going to be having Light and Green over on Instagram. Uh, goes by Lit. He's a good friend of mine. Been uh, kind of buddy buddy for about three years now. Almost going four. Uh, kind of one of the ones I started off with growing. Uh, helped me out a lot with the cocoa when I first started. Had some good stories to tell. Um, kind of just bonded right from the get go. Um, but anyway. He's going to be on tonight. We're going to go over kind of what he's got going on in his life, uh, his grow. He's got a lot of um, very good knowledge in the lighting, nutrients, and just cultivation itself. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, guys. Good, man. Yeah. All right. So uh, I go by Litton Green, uh, primarily on Instagram. I do have a YouTube, but I don't, I don't really use it. Uh, I do run a grow diaries, but I got started that because fast buds, that was one of the ways to work with fast buds in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, st- I started, we, for as far as like cannabis, cannabis has been in my family my whole life. As far as I can remember back, like I come from a cool little neighborhood in South Baltimore that like, I don't know, it's kind of like a, it's like a world of its own. But anyway, my uncle sold the weed down there. My uncle always had a little like blue tarped off area in his basin mm-hmm. that was like off limits that the light shine through the top you know what i mean that's time i didn't know what was going on and stuff so then my dad smoked and stuff like that so like i just we've always known the like benefits of cannabis for recreational and medicinal you know what i mean so it's always yeah. been a part of that. so as far as growing like um when i was when I had a funny story when i was 15 years old i was down and i was well i actually moved from baltimore i don't live in baltimore anymore my mom moved me away from baltimore to make sure that i would graduate high school when i was like 14 nice but at the time i was driving back and forth from baltimore to get or from baltimore to where i live at now and uh uh one of my dad's friends had an awesome beautiful looking female pot plant growing next door to my dad's house <laughs> And he's like, man, I'm scared this guy's going to steal it. He's like, do you want it? He's like, you can just have it. And, like, I was waiting on my sister to pick me up to take me back up to where I live now. And uh, I was like, my best friend was with me. And he's like, I'm like, dude, my sister's never going to let us drive that all the way back up there in the back of her car. Like, no way. It was, like, four foot tall. Like, I threw four foot around in a five-gallon bucket. Probably stinky as hell, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah, dude. It was pretty flower. And I remember now at the time I didn't know what the hell was going on, but it was pretty flower. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so my sister, I agreed to it and my sister come and, she, you know what I mean? She was like, no freaking way. Like this thing is not going in my car. And luckily rest of peace to my old, my old brother-in-law, he passed away. He was like, come on, just let him take it. Nothing's going to happen. So finally she talked him into it. Long story short, I threw a trash bag over to it. We hauled it back. I was back in the days when you like try to pick up stuff out of high times. You know I mean? Like mm-hmm. the internet, this was like back in 95, 96, you know what okay. I mean? It's like the internet was barely like a thing, you know? So like, there was like new information about it, just like word of mouth. And we grew this thing out a little bit, harvested it way too early. Tastes like shit. You know what I mean? Just nothing. Yeah. But that sparked my interest. And then from there on, like I would get some good seeds and like I started doing gorilla growth. 
getting some permits in for people and their properties, do a couple grows here and there. And then like I took a big hiatus. Like I didn't grow for like 10. So did you have somebody helping you out or you kind of was just like you said, from high times, it was just you and your brother-in-law just kind of kicking it, trying to do it. Yeah, it was actually me and my buddy. Just like stuff we would okay. read out high times and like articles and stuff like that. And, like I remember one time I looked at like I tried to look at like a books in a library and I couldn't find nothing. Yeah, you can't. That shit was back then, man. That was hidden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back this, like I said, this was back in like ninety five, ninety six era. So like it was a while ago. And uh, so, <clears throat> uh, so my indoor, I started like. It's a kind of funny story how I started doing my indoor again, too. Like, I hadn't grown for, like, probably, like, eight years, nine years, doing the family thing. Yeah. Bought a house, had a kid, you know, got married, all that stuff. And then uh, after my divorce and stuff, like, I was living with the, my fiancé who I'm with now. We were out back and, like, had a couple seeds in my hand. And we were planning on planting a little flower bed, like, uh, like fruit vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. And she was curious about it. And I was like, man, you just throw these things out, like, chicken feed, man. They'll grow. She was like, no way, no way. And I was like, watch. Threw a handful of seeds down the garden. They popped up. Long story short, I cl- I transferred them into pots, transferred them to the house, bought one light. You know how it goes. One light, two lights. Uh, environment. You know what I mean? Just this scale, like, just kept going and going just and going. learning right? and doing, so, learning by mistake and just kind of keeping it going. Yeah, yeah. So initially, like, I started out outdoor and then, then indoor was, like, a whole different world, man. It was. Oh, yeah. And then, like, I, I like, dove into, like, Basically, lift my head out of my phone or a book for like six months, like to the point where like it drove my <laughs> drove my fiance insane for a while and stuff like that. This was like probably like four years ago. That's what I was gonna ask. Okay, so this was like when you started indoor. This was just recently. Yeah, like four years ago, three and a half okay. years ago. Cool. Yeah, up until then, I did some of the gorilla grows and stuff like that. Like I said, I go back with my family stuff, but like really didn't get into it crazy till like three and a half, four years ago. Okay. But even then, I didn't know about the whole internet thing. You know what I mean? I was just doing it on my own. You know what I mean? Then like LEDs, because I got on to get internet, and that's when I started using LEDs. That was like the birth of the LEDs. Yeah. Started like blurples and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, I had yeah. Some... So that's what I started with blurples. And did you you started with blurples? Well, I had I had a DE. I had one double end that I I started with, but like it was okay. so freaking hot. Like I couldn't do it in my house. Like it's like. AC Infinity wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Dub wind, it's a 600 watt dub wender and a, like a three by three closet. It just ain't going to work. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so that's kind of how I really got into the indoor thing. So, yeah. And, and then, now, so okay. you want to hear about my other story because I did get busted. Like, I got my. Yeah, phone. so I knew when you were, when you got, I was kind of right when you started indoor growing, wasn't it? Like, probably a few years <laughs> in. No, nah, that was like that was probably like two years afterwards, probably. Okay. Had, you know, I had a couple little harvests here and there, but that was like, I will, I'm still in prohibition land, like I have been, and probably will be till my day. That's how I am, man. For some reason, I can't get out of here, man. But you know, I'm trying to fight the good fight here where I'm at. Yeah, like 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 where I'm at, man. Like they're so close every time, but like I don't know what happens. <laughs> it just falls apart. It seems. So like, what ended up? So what? What happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> so when I got busted. All right. It's like, I always people ask me, like, aren't you afraid you're going to get busted? I was like, no, dude. I was like, it is like, even the cops told me, like, it is by stupid luck. Okay. So I had this buddy who was doing some jail time, but it was for something like his second driving under suspended license. You know what I mean? He was yeah. in for like six months or something like that. Well, this, uh, he calls me one night and he's like, hey, man, and I'm like whispering shit on the phone. And I'm like, calls me from jail. You have to accept the call, that stuff. 
and uh, I used to, I would talk to him like once a week. Just he's my buddy. I grew up with yeah. him, you know. So and like uh, one day he starts whispering some dumb shit. And, like I'm in the middle of water my plants, and I'm like, man, what's up? And he's like. I'll call you in a couple of days, but not from here. I'm like, man, shut up. I'm like, don't be saying that stuff. Like, you know, they record that shit, right? It tells you. <laughs> so I didn't think nothing of it. Cause like my buddy, like God bless his soul. He's like, he's not the brightest bulb of a bunch. You know what I'm saying? But like, he's not, I don't want to say he's dumb, but like, he just wanted to sort of strike me as somebody that would figure out like the grand escape plan to get out of the jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he calls me, tells me, and I'm like, blow it off. I get off the phone with him. The next night, he calls me like two times again. At this point, he's got me a little freaked out. So I don't even answer his calls because I see it's a Department of Corrections on the thing. So I blow it off. So I, next day, I go to work and I live like, I worked like an hour, hour and a half. It was like an hour and 20 minutes to where I was working at. And uh, I get this news flash on my phone and I look out and pull it up, and there's my buddy's picture on the phone. And it's like, so-and-so's escaped, so-and-so prison. I was like, oh, shit, right? So, like, I freak out, like, totally freaking out. This guy, like, really broke out of jail, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was talking to me, like, so I, like, throw my shit in my truck right away, jump in, floor it, head back home. The whole way, I'm trying to call my girlfriend because I knew something was going to happen. I just knew it. I'm trying to call her and trying to call her and trying to call her. Nothing. She's not answering. She's not answering. I know something's wrong. So I called my sister who lived like five miles away, told her the situation. So you got to go check something out for me. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Something ain't right. <clears throat> so my sister drives over. She rides around the block and calls me. She's like, there was like 30 U.S. Marshals, 10 freaking state cops, like like 50 cops at my house. Yeah. I'm like an hour away. <laughs> yeah, dude. Talk about having a panic attack. Yeah, like, dude. My girl's at home with my, my stepdaughter and like. Oh, is this a freaking basket to this idiot? I think that's all of our worst fears, man, of us not being home and our, our family getting, like, the repercussions from us. Oh, dude, I felt so bad. I mean, in hindsight, it kind of worked out because I think if I was there, I would have went to jail probably. But they, but, I, but they weren't there for that, though, at this point, though. No, they were just looking for him. So, like, what happened was they come knocked on the door and they, like, asked, they, like, uh, we're just looking for J we're looking for James Sheeler, obviously, you know, while we're here. He's like, can we come in? And my girlfriend's like, no, do I have to? And he's like, well, I have this warrant here, blah, 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 blah. And they kind of like brought bully, bully her into letting them in. So she's following them around the house. They get up to like where I had like a little, little, little action in my closet. I had a little flower in one of my closets. And he opens the door. It's like, wow, that's not what I expected to see oh, there. God. And she's like, well, we don't have James. So can we just let this go? And he's like, oh, I can't do that. So they call yeah. the local cops. The local cops come, strip all the stuff out. And uh, meantime, I'm driving back still. This is all happening with me. Like, I'm gone. Yeah. So they get back. And uh, <clears throat> finally, I get a phone call from my fiance. And when I answer the phone, it's a man. Obviously, it's like the the head DEA agent. And he's like telling yeah. me. That, uh, Set your ass up. Yeah, basically, he's like, oh, we just want to talk to you. We're not going to we're not going to arrest you today. I'll be calling you in a day or two, whatever. So, like, I'm on pins and needles, you know what I mean? Like, they came in, ripped my house apart, tore, like, probably, like, $5,000 worth of equipment. I was just getting ready to harvest probably, like, a pound, pound and a half out of one flower room. I had 12 clones of my favorite female. Like, I just had all kinds of shit going on, and they just, like, destroyed it. Come find out. My girl told me, as they were taking all my stuff out, they were, like, all amazed at my plants, like, pulling their cell phones out, like, taking pictures of them, saying, oh, oh man, man. these are awesome. How, how's he get them like these? How, there ain't no seeds, is there? There ain't no seeds. <laughs> totally blown up at my plants. And like, oh, man, I want to talk about crying, dude. I was in a depression for, like, a month after that, for sure. But, uh, yeah. 
so like finally i get up back up here and uh see everything torn out like everybody's crying like i got in a bunch of trouble too like i had to go through cps because i had uh an exhaust hose that ran through like the top of my son's it was actually sorry it was an intake hose that i had run into an ec unit that was like in my son's room but it was just a four inch duct that ran over into another closet there was like nothing yeah. in my son's room but like a, a an intake pipe yeah they said that was stuff in my son's room like i got in cps oh, man. yeah i do all these like fucking social texts for like two three weeks the freaking uh the uh the caseworker that came that night was like, man, this is ridiculous, man. He was like, I don't even want to like bust you guys for this. Like, this is just outrageous. And you know what I mean? Like we're so close to being legalization. I don't understand. Like, like he was like siding with us. Like everybody that I with, even the judge at the day of my sentencing, like was like, this is nothing. Like, you know what I mean? I ended up getting six months and three and a half years probation out of six months house arrest. no, No jail time at least though. Right. Right, right, right. So the cool thing was too, like, I'm like, I've always been like, I don't know, kind of buck the system kind of guy. Like, yeah. I, don't know, I just like, so like, I post on Instagram because I was sad about it and post on there and like, a bunch of my Grammys, like you, Rambling Man Prince, uh, a, a bunch of people. I can't begin to name all. Yeah. It's like oh, a bunch of. It's just insane the outpouring of help that I got. Long story short, like I had enough stuff to set up a grow within like two weeks of me getting busted. I was ready to go back in action. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I love the community, man. That's why I'm doing this. Like, you know, because it's just like, it's crazy, dude. I remember you telling me, like, even, uh, what was it? Jeff hit you up from Iron Genetics, right? Because he heard yeah, your story. Yeah. Yeah. Because I posted it on the Do Grow show and they actually put it on their episodes. Like, I've actually been on the. I've been featured on there a couple of times, like my dank nugs, like twice dank nugs, and then tw- one twice for that. I think I remember that story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they posted up on the Dude Grows and I like, guess Jesse and stuff, and like Jeff sent me some. I I sent you some of them seeds, like the yeah. like I, I had to spread them out, but like yeah, dude, the outpouring love just was like insane, like something I've never seen before, without a doubt, yeah. like in my life, you know what I mean, like strangers sending like hundreds of dollars worth of equipment like all i had to get was like a tent and something else i forget like yeah well you grew you grow really good so that's like that's <laughs> karma you know what i mean it's like i, I feel the same <laughs> way whenever people want to send me like seeds and stuff to just because they want to send it to me because they want me to grow it out because they have right. faith in me to grow something great out of it and i think the same thing with you everybody saw yeah. the potential and was like yo dude let's get you back on your feet because yeah yeah so, so like i had this grand plan like my girl was nervous as shit you know what i mean like i'm like fuck i'm growing again yeah. so i just grand plan like i put a two by four up like set up like i even got like that's when i got my uh rheumatics lights and stuff and i set my two before up and i was like i'm gonna grow all these crazy ass vegetables in this tent and i'm gonna put a little popcorn plant in the corner <laughs> i remember that i remember we had some pineapple in there yeah pineapples roses <laughs> uh, vegetables jalapenos i was like I was, like, so nervous. I was plant training, like, uh, what do you call it, four o'clock, all kinds of, sh- like, flowers and shit. Yeah. You know? yeah, I was going through withdrawal, like, hardcore, dude. And then, like, now, like, I threw a little fast button in the corner. It's like, oh, I'm going to grow that. And then that grew, and then I got braver, braver, and it was two plants, then three plants, and four plants. And I was back almost full swing yeah. again within, like, two months, you know what I mean? Then, so, yeah. So, like, COVID happened, and I moved out of that place. A bunch of shit happened. And I got a sweet spot now. It's off-site. Like, I have to drive to it, like, 20, 25 minutes every day. But, like, it's worth the drive. I pretty much have, like, 
I pretty much got full swing or whatever I want to do. You know, I mean, nice property to take care of, do indoor and outdoor. I was going to ask you, is a property? Are you doing gorilla growing again, or are you stick are you sticking indoor? Um, dude, I, I know I'm not I'm not really doing gorilla per se because like where I'm growing at in the property, like I they just left me put them out in the backyard. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. I mean, so I got a spot at his place, indoor and outdoor. You know what I mean? It's pretty yeah, awesome. That's, I've seen you. I've seen your plants out outdoors. I think you were growing in those radical bags outdoor, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. That's my a friend, a family, or a friend of mine from childhood. You know what I mean? Like the kind of people you trust with shit like that, you know? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, man. Well, he makes out on it, you know what I mean? He gets a cut. So, like, he doesn't have to pay any money for anything anymore, you know? So he's happy about it. <laughs> yeah, that's like a good, that's a good deal because that's hundreds, hundreds of dollars, man. Easy. Yeah. Plus, it's not like his thing. So he, he learns, like, uh, he, he learns uh, vicariously through me you know what i mean kind of i think in a way. we all have i think we all have that kind of person in our lives so i feel like because i got like a cousin that's like that that he yeah. wants to grow but he's just like man you do it so good then like why even you know what i mean like why try when you can, I can yeah. just keep getting it from you i think my chick's never done a plan on her own but i guarantee like she could throw down like oh yeah my mine probably too just by all the <laughs> shit i talk about how she's seen man yeah she's she always got, Dude, she's, she's the one. Fucking brain farts, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. My wife was the one that told me. She's like, you know, you fucked up because you got that cheap shit from Home Depot, dude. When I got when I fucked up with the cocoa, so she like straight up called me out. She's like, you know why it happened? Because you got you cut corners and got the cheap shit. And I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's a low blow, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Shout out to the women on our lives because it's not easy to fucking like put up with us, man. Like I'm fucking incessive, like crazy, like. I don't know. Insane about the gross shit. I don't know what it is, man. Yeah. I, I, it's like all I live. Like I work to fucking grow. Like <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I do, man. Everything goes towards it. I don't get me wrong. I take care of my family and shit too. But like that's like my mind twenty four seven is grow. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I see you get up early. So now I know. I don't know if it's because you have you know kids or whatever. But that's like I have to make myself get up four or five in the morning so I can spend that time with my plants for two hours before everyone else in the house gets up. You know. Right. Well, I do it before I go to work. So, like, what I do is, like, I get up, like, take care of my own. Like, actually, like, this morning, like, I'll get up, like, help the woman out. Like, I'd wash some bottles and shit because I get up so early. You know what I mean, I got yeah. like four, quarter or five this morning. And then uh, I drive to the gross spot in the morning. So, like, I kind of feel bad because I leave early to do that. So, that's why I do, like, some extra stuff around the house yeah. before I help her morning out because I'm not that's, here in the mornings. Yeah. You know, we just had a baby, so that could be tough. So, like, I try to help her out and then, uh, get up get over to the grow and then take care of that before work and like mm-hmm. and then after work too like sometimes too it's tiring you know like it's it's it puts some growing you're grinding man it's a lot of grass yeah now too. how are you um we can kind of we're not going to really skip too much over but how are you keeping that control like are you so if you're not there at the grow is your buddy watching it the indoor or are you just having it controlled by like where you're at through like your phone uh so like i have everything automated so much oh well, everything but my irrigation which will be automated after this run but i have so everything you know fucks up yeah use it but i don't see that's the thing i don't i don't have wi-fi out at that spot like i thought about putting it out there but I, it's like another 60 dollar bill right now yeah. I, but i can go in the most like i i don't know like i can i've been doing it a while now that i can set up a tent and pretty much like i don't know get it pretty close to dialed in like within an hour you know what i mean yeah and then having equipment fail i think that's the only thing i worry about is equipment failing 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had that happen, dude. I had a timer, like, uh, he had uh, some power outages over there the other night, mm-hmm. and I came in, and my lights were off, and I was like, what the hell? I was like, did this timer go bad, blah, blah, blah. And I talked to him, and he's like, no, the power went out, because I said the switch. I switched timers, thinking that the timer went bad. Yeah. So I switched timers, you know what I mean? Another thing is, like, always having a spare around of some, like, stupid that stuff like good. that. That is good, yeah. Power strip, spare timer, you know what I mean? Like, like you accumulate ground. You know how it is, man. You got yeah. you're, If you're like me, you got, like, I got boxes on top of my tents of stuff that I haven't used. I got like, like that's the thing when my light went out. I have probably three, four other lights I can honestly put in there, but I'm just not even gonna try that right now, you know. So I've got plenty of stuff. To, like that's just what you get through the four years of growing, man. You accumulate. Yeah, absolutely. Upgrading, upgrading, upgrading. You need to just keep that other stuff that you upgraded from for a fallback, you know what I mean? Like I mean yeah. I'm so quite through LEDs, but you know how I go through LEDs, like Yeah, dude. I do. You always are going from one thing to the next, but I mean, you're, you're killing it with those LEDs that you're getting there. That's the thing. Whatever you're, whatever you're doing, you're getting the top brand LEDs. Like I don't, you don't fuck with those Chinese LEDs. It seems like at all. What's under your tent? Dude, I found some, like some, some Chinese gems. So like, check this out. Like this egg, I told you about the egg, egg Lex series, G series. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew about them, you know what I mean? Like, they have sweet lenses on stuff. Want them to come find out? Look who makes them just like that now. Fos makes, Fos is, like, top. Like, it doesn't get any better than Fos. I'm, I'm telling you that now. Fos okay. and Grandmaster LEDs, they're killing it right now. Science is really good, too, but that's too many options where I'd probably screw something up for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with the spectrum, too. I mean, Fos, you can spectrum to tune, too, but, like, they're this. Grandmaster and Fos are going to be killing it here. Just watch and see. And those are the those are those are LEDs full spectrum or those are Cobb. Full they're full spectrum LEDs. So like okay. Fos is like so they they have like a protective like optic lens on there. I've seen I've seen those. That's why I didn't know if that was a Cobb or not. Yeah, yeah, and they have like uh multiple chips per lens. You know what I mean? But like the okay. C Chinese one I had only had like one, but it was good chips. It had the Samsung LM three hundred one Bs in it. But they were like under a, a magnifying lens looking deal. It was pretty so cool. It has a better, is that for a better spread? Yeah, because dude, this thing was like 100 watts. And like, I've flowered like crazy amounts of weed out under this thing. Like it was, it was probably like a 300 watt like equivalent to like a like a spider farmer where the diode sits open. Okay. You know, it's not covered. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's how that's how the AC Infinity is. I have. Yeah, these are like an off-the-cover lens. Like the uh, the science science has them, like the Region KO and the Dragon uh, XL or whatever it is. They have those type of optics on them. Fos has that type of optics. Like, uh, yeah, that's one of the ways to go. It's either like you can go that way, and then there's the other way, which is pretty much like a billion chips. Like Grandmaster is killing it. Like his efficiency is gonna be insane because he uses like I think it's like six or seven thousand chips per light. LM three hundred one H's, I think. So yeah, yeah, those are two guys. Like, I'm waiting on some money right now. So like, I'm, that's I'm, what I was like, gonna say. Those you gotta drop some money on it. But I think your your yield definitely shows, and the quality of your flower shows. And I don't know if that is. It has to be probably like fifty to at least seventy percent of your lighting, at least. Oh, hands down, it's the most important tool in your garden, without a doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like. You're, just a little bit of drop off in the corners, like when you're trying, like you're running a canopy, like you can tell a huge difference in like the size of the buds, the maturity yeah. of the bud, how long the flowers take, like it was huge in those drop off zones. You know what I mean? It's like my main thing is like I just want to get a light that like it covers a five by five efficiently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you're talking yeah. about just one light that covers that because that's what 
I was yeah. always curious about, so my two by four, I was running close to 400 Watts in there and I was, I think I was putting too much because I had to turn it down to like 360 because I was getting leaf curling and all that at the top. Now, yeah. my question for you, because you would probably know this more is, is there like a, a max like wattage per square foot, like tent that you have, like that's really like sufficient. I mean, I've, I've, I've ran a lot. I think, uh, I would be, my guess would probably be around like 40 watts per square foot. I'd have to do the okay. math, say, but like around, probably around 40, 45 watts per square foot. pretty good. But I've ran all the way up to 60, 70 watt per square foot. Like I've had 480 on two by four of those Ray Maddox, man. So like. But you yeah. were running that hot when you, but you like to run hot though, right? You like to run like in the hot, like mid eighties. Mid eighties. Yeah. Yes. Mid eighties. Except for like the last two, two weeks of flower. I'll drop. I can't even there. see. I can't even get my tent that hot, man. Like right now I'm with that one led in there. Uh, yeah. that one AC infinity, it's like seven sitting at 77. And when it's sitting about 76, 77 degrees, all I think is slower growth. Well, not, I mean, in a sense, yeah, because like, just like any, like a lot of any carbon-based life form, like the more, the more hotter, the, the more chemical reaction, you know what I mean? It speeds up the metabolism. Yeah. And you think of it kind of like, kind of like a lizard or something, you know what I mean? Like the more, the, the less light they're going to be, the slower they are, the more light yeah. they have faster they're going to be you know what i mean that means they're not going to get the same i don't know because like low lights low quality too you know that you know what I'm saying? well see that yeah. was what uh i listened to a podcast i don't remember the name of the guy i think it was autoflower podcast and he was talking about for autoflowers there's like a max kind of light that you want to be messing with on autoflowers you know because you can be like 200 let's say 200 watts for a two by four is like kind of max you want if you're growing autos but 400 watts I mean, I was running it and it was getting leaf curl. And I don't know if that was because it was hot to running too hot, if that was some other issues in there too. Because I did go from 330 watts straight to 400 with a new light. And I don't know if that kind of shocked them. Yeah, see, I don't know. I was like, you say I was running with like chunky autos before, and I've ran them in that 60 to 70 watt per square foot tent. I think it, it all has to do like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to, if you don't have the highlight, you're not going to have the nutrient demand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you don't have the environment, the CO2, you're not going to have the light demand. You know what I mean? So, like, it all plays off one another. So, like, I mean, and it's going to vary strain to strain. But I think autoflowers, like, coming from a situation where their DLI runs, like, 24 hours a day, like, up in Siberia with those. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they mm -hmm. would be able to take a lot of light. You know what I mean? Like, more than, I think, people... Well, that's why I like to run them 24, like 20 hours on, four hours off, because I know they can handle it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, say. I see a lot of people have a lot of success with success with 24 hours a day, like monster plants. I personally, like, have run – anytime I've run anything over 20 hours a day, I've, like, suffered quality-wise. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I it's feel like it's not giving sufficient rest. Yeah, and it burns them out. Like, you'll see, like, people that run, like, real high, like, real long light cycles, even though, like, their DLI might not be as much because they're only running, like, 800 PPFD as opposed to, like, 1200 PPFD. Mm -hmm. Like, just those real long light cycles, I feel like, I don't know, at the end, they'll be like, I'm ready to chop, and, like, the whole cola is, like, brown. You know what I mean? Like, a yeah. shape of brown. Like, it's already, like, dried, hate on the stick. And I'm not saying it tastes like crap or anything, but it's just something I've noticed with... Well, you have to just think of how the like the breakdown of the actual plant was happening right there. If the plant, if the leaves are breaking down on the plant, you have to think that it's going to be absorbing it. Those terpenes are going to be absorbing some of that, so it's definitely going to give you some 
probably not maybe not hate tasting her but it's going to give you something that's not going to be fully like like it should be yeah even like the bud there like the bud like the calyxes and stuff get like a brownish like green like a i don't know it's just not an appealing color to me is it yeah each their own whatever you know that's what i mean what I was just about to say each their own man that's just that's what it was what we've learned in this community yeah like i mean it's always important to back your doi down in your intensity down at the end of a grow anyway because terpenes are volatile volatile you know what i mean they're subjective to environmental changes and light and heat so like once you know you got your you know you got your butt like you're you're through that last swell you know what i mean and some mm-hmm. people just don't know when that last swell is done to pull it back to let to get the final ripening you know what i mean because the last kind of get the last swell and then after the last swell is kind of when you start getting all the opaque trichomes and then into the amber but after the last swell you really don't need a whole lot of light like see that's where i always got confused at because i was um i was pulling my lights down a little bit during like the last two weeks of flower but i was noticing that i was getting foxtails right it was like stretching and then i was like oh shit do i need to cut now is it too early and then i was then i'd let it just keep going um so do you suggest moving your lights down or if you have a dimmer to dim it or like what is what's your advice for the last like two three weeks well however you back your ppfd off some people raise their light some people turn their dimmer down i would always kick it back down like right now me personally i'm at day 70 and i have my light on 60 percent right now okay I turn my I crank turn my CT CO oh, sorry CO2 back to like 800 parts per million 700 parts per million like I'm probably averaging about 600 to 650 ppfd right now and I was up around 1200 at week five six four five and now six. are you running perpetual grow in there because how do how would that affect because that's my problem is like lowering unless I ha- if I have one big light I won't be able to do that that's why I like to have kind of two lights in there to have each light will cover like a two by two area so I can right. move down, you know, on just what's flowering or move up certain things. So. So what are you saying? Like, I, I think I don't think I actually understand your question as far as like you having single lights, like as far as like turning them back, like I'm just saying like at the end of like a cycle, like any like any cycle, like sit like any of your eight week cycle weeks, yeah. six through eight, just like to either raising your light or turning it back. Like you don't want to be okay. at max PPFD going into week seven and eight you know what i mean gotcha yeah unless it, uh, try not, that out. unless it's a 10 or 11 week strain then you might go a little bit longer but say average eight nine week strain you know what i mean around six or seven week six or now, seven can you mature your plant faster by doing that like if you're saying i have a 10 week plant i'm at like nine weeks i want this bitch to finish like in a few days let's get her going at a cost probably probably at the cost okay. of things yeah because you're just going to burn those terpenes off but the plant's going to finish faster you gotcha. know what i mean yeah i'm saying little things where like once you're in the, like the ripening senescence part of it like kind of slower is better in my opinion you know what i mean because you're like ramping them up and it's, for me it's always goes back to like what's nature doing you know like like the, these plants have progressed over millennia to follow nature's curve you know what i mean so like and the, the, they're harvested they're in the fall their dli's dropping by day because days are getting shorter so you know what i mean there's you know what i mean and we so that's that, why we think leaving the making the light higher would would mimic environment right if you because the sun goes further away the sun's like further away well, from, saying, I guess. so like in the summertime like versus like july versus september your dl okay, is yeah. going to be your, your dl is going to be way high, higher in july yeah. versus september just because of how long the days are 
the amount of light that that plant takes in in one day. You know what I I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So like that plant's already pre-programmed, already take in like 11 hours of light. You know what I mean? At that time of at that time of its life cycle. You know, understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Because I try to grow outdoors a couple of autos, and what I noticed is they their stretch was crazy they would stretch so much and that's probably because the longer daylight hours and the most intensity more intense than my leds of course yeah the ones that i did later and so i got like two harvests out of the last summer and like the ones that i did in the middle so like the ones that i harvested in the middle of summer and then the other ones i harvested in the fall the ones i harvested in the fall definitely tasted better yeah yeah i, I can see think- that just because they probably had a better fade too had cooler temperatures to finish off with uh, yeah the only thing with that is like man like that's the only thing i hate it like I, every outdoor grower's nightmare is boreitis blood rot mm-hmm. you know? yeah so i probably lost i mean you lose i lost i probably i really like regret not running them plants a couple more weeks but like they were pretty they were getting close to done and like it was supposed to rain for like the next four days and i'd already found like two or three spots of blood rot and i was like well Just, yeah <laughs> It yeah. wasn't even worth it, man. My outdoor got infested with caterpillars overnight, and I, like, went out there, and they were just – I didn't even want to save the plant, dude, because when I pulled the caterpillars off, they were, like, leaving some nasty, like, sludge and on the buds. I was like, I ain't even trying to fuck with that, dude. Yeah. I hate fungus gnats are bad enough, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, fungus gnats, man, they're – They don't come across a big-ass fungus gnat. Well, it looks oh. big, but come across a little fungus gnat. It's horrendous. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's when it gets you, you know, when you see it with the microscope. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I'm last a- year outdoor, I used this stuff. I went to Tractor Supply, and I got this stuff. It smelled like all it was inside. It was cinnamon, but, like, it was this powder stuff, and you sprinkle it around your garden, and it keeps, like, all, like, the critters and all that stuff away. Hmm. Dude, I, I did that around my grow and then put a little bit of um, diatomaceous earth on top of my pots, like, every couple of days because like once that shit gets wet it like hardens yeah. like plaster like every couple of days i did that man i didn't have any bug problems hmm. like uh, nothing on the like, leaves or anything from like wind catching on or nothing flying insects i would find like the occasional caterpillar like maybe munching on a leaf and i'd flip yeah. it off like nothing dude no aphids or anything man that's like, what i'm always worried about outdoors man because i just know i can't i even i get sketched going out to my outdoor garden like vegetables yeah. and coming back into my room thinking like something's attached to my blue jeans you know what i mean or something's like on me from outside yeah so that's how i don't like like now that i'm older i don't like outdoor as much because there's so much left to chance mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean because like, you're chancing now your medicine you know what i mean now it's like can you really yeah. risk uh losing 90 days worth of you know a harvest Right. Well, you just watched this thing grow for like 120 days and you've been salivating for the last 50 of it. And like, all you want to do is taste it and some fucking caterpillar eats it up. Mm-mm. You have to be ready to burn some shit down. <laughs> yeah, just say fuck it. But I had my indoor going, so I was good, man. That outdoor was like a tester. Yeah, yeah. I kept my plants smaller this year. Like, I did that to keep like the bud rot and stuff like that. Like I said, like, it, it definitely paid off. Like, I didn't have much bud rot, so. Yeah. That's hard yeah. keeping it shorter in the outdoors, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. It's a good it's a training and stuff like that. And then I utilize some shade, too. So, like, I would whip them, like, you know what I mean? Longer days, I would whip them in some shade. You know what I mean? Like, move them around, manipulate Mother Nature. You know what you do? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Because that's your, because you're indoor. You do a lot of training on those girls, too, don't you? Do you train yeah. every single one of them? You don't really, because I, I feel like I don't really see your plants doing the whole Christmas tree, like, look. They always have like more mains on them. 
Yeah, my, I mean, I always just like pop them on the like probably like the seventh or eighth note somewhere around there, and then sometimes I work on the branches. This time I just scrawled them, smashed them all down with a scroll. Mm-hmm. But I haven't I, tried that yet either. That's something I definitely want to try one day. But I feel like in order to do that, I really need to fill my tent up. I need to get like four or three gallons or something in there just to like let them just fucking go. Yeah, well, like since I'm going on this like crop steering, like automated irrigation adventure, like I've been growing more, of, I would say, commercially now and like headed towards that way, I guess. Yeah. So. What is what are you um? so if you're hand watering every day pretty much or every other day, you don't have any like auto pot systems or anything like that? No, I hand water every morning. That's the way to do it, man. And you're in, uh, what's your substrate? Cocoa, front row egg. Uh, I ran Power SI this time. I've been getting away from all the additives, man. Like, I've had one of the best runs. Even even doing some testers, like, I'm really happy with this way this run came out for, like, I didn't use any real grows recharge. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I didn't, use I, did, I didn't use it on my last runs, and I didn't really notice too much of a difference, to be honest. Right. I did I did run I did run silica and I wanted to not grow I have so much of it and I was like, might as well use it. And the other part of that too is like trichomes I think are like I don't quote me on the percentage, but like I wanna say like seventy five, eighty percent silica. Mm-hmm. Like, it was hard. Well, I start I start feeding so that is my my little technique I guess I learned early on, like a few years ago from Chef Anna, because he does it, uh, is feeding the rhino skinner silica pretty much from like day fourteen and on. I start feeding it young because even though they say a lot of times you don't have to feed silica until flower, but I start feeding it young. That way, when I'm as I'm training it, I just get such thick stalks at the bottom. The branches seem to be able to handle the stress a lot better, the wind and everything. Oh yeah, without a doubt. It's it's definitely. I mean, silica is definitely one of them. It definitely helps. Yeah. Um, now, and flower, I don't really know. I don't use it as much, but I do know that I've I've heard silica does benefit or it betters the trichome production yeah i give it from the first day i fertigate the first day i water with nutrients till about week six of flower so about when i back off the ppfd and uh i lower the temperatures down to about 80 degrees and then get rid of the silica oh this is a couple of things i do at the end of the flower yeah i do uh like mostly two or three gallon pots next round i'm going all two gallon pots that's what i'm doing and I'm just, feel, the, I'm just going with the plastic ones too, like the trash, like thick mod, like I don't know what the nursery pots. Yeah, the plastic ones, like the yeah, like garbage bags, basically. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, I got the, I have that Arroyo Solis that I'm going to use the crop steer next one. I'm gonna try crop steer it out. Okay. Which basically it looks like it just follows the same cues that Mother Nature uses. You know, because it says like you water more frequent in the beginning, less dry bags keep the roots more saturated. That's just like springtime. April flowers bring me flowers, right? <laughs> yeah. See, I've always been worried about keeping. So when you're when you're keeping your cocoa wet, are you like if you're watering every day? Are you watering to like a runoff every day? Or are you just watering like a certain amount that you know it's saturating it? I, I water to a runoff, but I keep an okay. eye on it because like I control my. I try to keep an eye on control my runoff, like because if uh, so, it's hard to like think about like in your in your pot, like so like in your pot you have. So you, you dump your first nutrients in there, right? So mm-hmm. say it, just say say it's like forty percent nutrients and seventy and uh, six sixty seventy percent water, right? Yeah. So your say your plant drinks forty uh, percent of that water, but only takes five percent of the nutrients. Then you're left with more nutrients left in the than water. 
Yeah. It's basically how you control the osmotic pressure. So like you can make your plant take up more nutrients by having a drier substrate because that's the nut- the water that's in the substrate is more heavily concentrated with nutrients. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, you got a little science lesson there. Yeah, so that's like part of crop steering is like, you know what I mean? Like that's why I talk about stacking the EC in the in the soil by using drybacks. So like the wetter your EC is, generally the lower the EC is because yeah. you're pushing more you're pushing more water through. It's gonna be closer to the EC that you have you're putting in. So you do less dry you do more of a dry back like in generative phase, like uh you're putting less water in or you put more more water in at once, but you have longer dry back. So you might push a little bit more runoff, but you'll have a way longer dry back. So it's gonna make that EC climb in that uh in that substrate because there's just less water in there. So there's more nutrients and the plant's gonna drink up more of the nutrients with what water's left. Yeah. Now what see I feel like what you're explaining is kind of like something I did with my cocoa unintentionally, but what happened was I feel like it, it almost burnt it because that dry back period it when you say dry back you mean a dry like you're letting it kind of go two days yeah, instead of one day yeah you don't want yeah. it so yeah. when I did that I feel like with cocoa it just it really puts a, a swing on that pH now whenever you're watering back in does it does it just put it back it's kind of like a reset right right okay yeah. Yeah, you can do that. That's that's one way, like flush it out and like bounce it out. That's what I was gonna ask. You're doing? Are you feeding on your next watering? Are you doing like a feeding water, feeding water, or? No, I fed. I feed every water. Shit. Okay. Like I haven't flushed at all. The one time, I backed off the EC on the plants I got going now, and this one hussy went nuts. You know, like Mm. burnt leaves up. Well, backing dried, down dried up too much and there was too much nutrients left in the res in, in the substrate and there wasn't enough water in there for her to take up the right balance of water and nutrients and she got too much nutrients and that burned her leaves by yeah, that sounds like what i had happen man yeah yeah so you could do it that you know what i mean so that's one way to look at it. i mean the way it works and, and so, like that, but that's crazy because it's it's almost like if you let it go dry you have that issue so what's crop steering is it is it the is it just like, like completely dry out that's why where that solace the the royal solace comes in hand because you don't ever let it like dry dry yeah, out yeah. i know what you mean yeah. yeah yeah like your your volumetric water content like the water that that thing holds before it like spills over in the runoff you know what i mean like keeping yeah. track of that and like how so you know you, you never really let it like completely dry out but a lot yeah. of times the H swings aren't from like what like i was i think the way when we learned cocoa back in the day before crop steering, before the substrate sensors, before all that, like it was always 30% runoff, 25, 30% runoff. You know what I mean? You never let your EC stack. Yeah. You, right. Right. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. like, I learned it too. I'm at 10%, that's 10% runoff is what I stick by now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's good too. I mean, like, you know, like, and if you like, if you see your plants starting to yellow up something, kick up mm-hmm. kick more runoff out, you know what I mean? That'll make okay. sure that he isn't stacking in the pot. You know what I mean? I kind of forget where I was going with that. I'm pretty baked up. Oh, you're <laughs> good, man. There's a little interjection show. here, dude. I've been eating, I like, I probably got like 700 milligrams of edibles in me today. So oh, dude, like, it's just going to be sitting in and <laughs> that's good, man. <laughs> I've been eating those since like at nine o'clock this morning. <laughs> it's been a long day. But yeah, we're, we're crop steering. Uh, we're talking about the EC. So yeah, stacking it up that way is just by letting it dry out. It's all you got to do. And then like when you're doing the, when you're doing the, 
generative is like building flowers and uh vegetative is like or like other ways like doing vegetative you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you want you're growing leaves and stalks and roots you know what i mean and then the other way you focus on what's called which is basically like and are you doing this with autos or are you doing this with your photo periods or all your plants right no, now no i'm just gonna do a photo period did you, did you see where i'm um, obviously you see him but uh so this this last run i planned on like planting some autos planting some photos i planned on mm -hmm. some uh uh, some crap happened. I only ended up putting up one more tent. I needed a dry tent. Ended up harvesting stuff early. Long story short, I didn't have two tents to run them in at the time because I didn't want to put a couple autos in a five by five. Yeah. So I, I flowered these autos in a twelve twelve situation. So like they've been running with my photos since day one. Yeah, so I remember seeing them. Take it for what it's worth, you know. Like they yeah, came man. out. Freaking, like the bud size is pretty. I'm pretty. The bud size suffered. You know what I mean? But like the the potency and stuff is it's it's pretty tasty like that forbidden rice so it's tasty as hell yeah that's something i've always been interested in trying man it's going 12 12 because i want to try a photo period but to be honest my tents i don't have anything that's really like uh light proof or not light proof but it's not like it doesn't seal the light well i have like a vivo sun tent that has some like holes in it from just like it's so old you know what i mean and i'm just so scared of getting any light in there after all this time of flowering it and then get uh, seeds or something or get it to herm. Yeah. I mean, I think with like even strong genetics can handle like a tiny light league and you always got electrical tape, bro. And some black yeah. tape. And some oh, it already tape. has, that's what it's already being held by, man. But now it's like the zippers, you know, it's like where the zippers, the lights on, you can see the light coming through it. But I mean, I keep yeah. my grow room dark for the most part. So it's not like when the lights are off, it's fucking dark in there, you know, and the lights are on, it's bright. So I don't when know. I got to turn my hand one day at it. Initially, I thought those autos were photos because, like, I don't know if you remember a while back I did a story. I posted it the other day because I had all the crazy foxtail that's in style now that wasn't back then. Yeah. But, uh, like, there's two different kinds of foxtails. That, like, to me, there's genetic foxtail and then there's uh, overstimulations foxtail. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference. I think the overstimulation are those little ones that just, like, stack, 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 and it's just, like, looks like Tetris, man. <laughs> and, a, and a genetic one looks more like a rosette style, like little flowers stopped from mm -hmm. tech stocked or stacked on top of each other you know what i mean yeah but uh yeah like i ran that one and that one i had to flip it to get it the flower but i think what happened this time like i was i was uh running them on that photo period ec and i think the phosphorus and potassium in that high concentration like uh prolonged the flowering of them is what happened because they ran like 60 days until they got like got bigger and they like came into the I want to say it big, got big enough to where it wasn't like an overload because 60 days in flower or you ran them 60 days in veg. They were 60 days before they started to pre-flower. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And I think it took that long because I had the phosphorus and potassium so high because out of lack of kind of like, I don't want to call it laziness because I work hella hard, like getting up early yeah. and I think hard, yeah. but like, I just didn't want to mix two nutrients. So like, I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to run these until they burn. And if they burn, then I'll start making new ones. You know what I mean? Well, that's I what I was going to earlier was with if you do crop steering with your autos or you just do it with your photos because, I mean, I made an autoflower grower, but, I mean, would it really matter? It's just, it's just a way – I feel like crop steering seems like it's just a way of watering. It's a watering style. Well, yeah, it is. It's watering style, but it's also incorporating, like, environmental changes and light changes as well. So, basically, okay. you have to – like, your VPD has to match the the crop, like, the phase of crop, crop yeah. steering. So like it's a whole dynamic shift of your lighting, your environment, and your. It's definitely a more advanced technique of growing then for sure. Like you have to have probably tools to measure 
your PPFD probably you probably had to have be able to measure your leaf temperature, humidity and all of that. Yep, yep. And you definitely like I mean like basically the way we watered for years with cocoa is just generative steering. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Basically the whole way, like we've watered that way the whole way. But the only way to really keep track of and do it right is with like either like um I think it's GrowLink, Arroyo Solis, GrowLink, uh I think Pinnacle Systems is coming out, which like utilizes everybody's sensors, but it's a automated setup for your grow. But yeah, but yeah, substrate sensor like to do it like to the T. But I mean, like you could try to do it, like you could do like to basically like in crop steering, like like so you would measure like uh so a lot of people do like two gallon pots and you wanna do like two like figure out your percentages and all basically it works out to about two to three hundred milliliters per shot and like vegetative steering and then you up to like five, six hundred like from what I understand, like was what I'm gonna try anyway. And generative steering. So like you could try to like me- me- multiple like I've done it before, watered multiple times a day. Ooh, like, yeah, I know I know I know other- some growers that did that. Yeah, yeah, you could do multiple times a day, but like, like my grow, like, like, like when I set up my irrigation, it's gonna get something like two hours after lights come on. My first irrigation will go, and I don't have to time it yet to see. I'm not exactly sure yet. I'm gonna do some, do a little bit of science on it, but see how long it takes to reach the amount of water, like two to three hundred milliliters. So I'm gonna figure out that might take, say, say it takes twenty minutes. So for like two hours after lights come on, irrigate for twenty minutes, and then they'll have forty minutes Jeez. off. And then 20 minutes on, 40 minutes off, 20. And you do that five or six times until you reach runoff, like barely any runoff. Hmm. And then the, depending on, on your situation, be like whether you want to run another set of irrigation people like that. So it gets, it gets a little complicated. But like, Yeah, I, I feel like I've heard that method before, though. I've, I've seen Dr. MJ Coco. Um, he talked about that when he waters his cocoa to where he waters it up to like you can water it like three to four times a day. By just a little bit at a time, and I think that's exactly what you're yeah. talking about. He pours just a little bit and then waits four hours, does a little bit more until they achieve, at the end of the day, that little bit of runoff. Yeah, so typically you want like six to nine waterings. That's crazy. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot of fucking yeah. time, dude. Yeah, six to nine waterings. There's no way you're freaking doing that. Like, No. That's why I say like in vegetative steering, there's no way you're doing that hand watering. I mean, you could. You'd probably drive yourself nuts. So you water, like, especially in, like, a if you have a decent-sized room, like, you would, like, literally just run laps. Yeah. <laughs> you so know what is I mean? That, is that kind of how those floor flex systems work? Like, all those drip systems, they work in that manner to where you can set them up to drip such a small amount just over a certain amount of time? Yeah, you know? well. Because I know you was, were you thinking about running something like that, weren't you? Yeah, I, so I just ordered, uh, so, like, I ordered the floor flex, drain, like, the drain trays. Yeah. Like a, couple, a couple, like, the beginning of this grow, and then. Uh, I won that Arroyo Soilus, and, and I had been contemplating going full auto on the uh, irrigation, and that kind of like tipped the scale. And like, all right, I'm doing this. So I ordered the rest of the stuff. Long story short, it's the Floor Flex Micro Drips tubing system. So basically, it's like a main line that runs around your grow setup, and then you take a hole puncher and punch holes in it where you want to put emitters. Okay. Yeah, and like the emitter where it punches in. To the main line, that's what controls the flow. And then you have your two lines coming off of that, which are your two stakes that you stick in there. You know what I'm saying? I know so exactly. What I mean. I've seen those little strips. Those emitters that you plug in there, that's what makes sure all the plants get the same amount of water. Okay. You know Because I mean? you know you're going to lose water and pressure. And you can plug it. You can plug in more to get more pressure or whatever. Just put more in. 
but you uh, you could change emitters to get different pressures. But like you can plug, you can just punch as many holes as really as you want in there to like put plants in. Okay. Like That's... I only I ordered I ordered twelve of them. I only have like a nine. I have a nine uh, plant site set up. So like I ordered twelve of them just to have a couple extras. Just I'm curious to see how it works, man. Because I've I've looked at them for a while. Because I see a lot of people have really good results from them. Seems like it takes a lot of work out of of just having to hand water them every day. You know, I mean, even though I enjoy doing that, but if I had a system that could just grow and get those fucking roots that I see come out of those things, man. Yeah, but then there's the downside of that because then it adds a whole nother like a whole nother facade to growing, which is reservoir care, because you got to think about that, man. You got to keep that thing clean. Well, I'm not good at keeping shit clean either. So that'd probably not be a good idea for me, (laughs) to be honest. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So so those little green things, the little green squares, those that's that's for hydro only. I mean, so you can, you not grow like in cocoa with that or is it? What green things you talking about? That's your floor flex. They have those little green square, little, pieces that go on top of your medium it looks like that's what feeds it like that's what drips uh, the water in you're talking about their caps yeah that's yeah. A, well, that's, a, that's a different delivery they have caps which you could do the lines to they that's have what stakes. i've been talking looking they into. have stakes they have like just stakes that you can stick in that's what i have i just have the okay. bubble they're called, they're called drip stakes yeah i have is like drip stakes. you just have like a basic drip irrigation that you can get yeah, just basic, floor flex. basic yeah. drip irrigation floor flex dripper it's called a floor flex micro drip system yeah, dude, it was cheap. It was like a hundred bucks. I think like not Shit, that's, that's not cheap, bro. <laughs> well, so check it out. Craft, for, for craft farmer, so like craftfarmer.com sells like a um like a your tool irrigation setup for your tent, but I think you still have to buy the pump and the filters, which is like another two hundred bucks. But he wants five hundred bucks for it. So that's like the that's like the yeah, drain, okay. the drain, the lines, the irrigation, and that's for like a four by four setup. Like I did mine like the for like the the floor flex kit was like I want to say 250 bucks for like the drains and the um uh the drippers and then I'll have like another hundred bucks in the pump and then like I'm gonna get a nice timer to run the pump which is like 20 bucks so like that's what I was gonna ask is it anything electric or is it running on hydro like hydrostatic or whatever what's that does it run on power is it all like hydrostatic like it just you work from a no I'm gonna run I'm gonna run mine from a pump like I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna put a pump on a timer like a nice Bluetooth timer that you can like basically program down to the minute. You know what I mean? That has like a yeah. nice app to set up and then I'm going to make sure it's Bluetooth that way if Wi-Fi or something like that. I don't have Wi-Fi there, but like I never did like Wi-Fi because my Wi-Fi went out before on a Wi-Fi plug and totally screwed mm-hmm. my Wi-Fi. I had that happen too, yeah. I'll never get a Wi-Fi plug again. I stick to the Bluetooth ones because they run no matter what. As long mm-hmm. as there's power, they'll run. You know what I mean? So like yeah, but the pump I'm getting like it's like a hundred dollar pump. So long story short, I'm gonna do my complete irrigation for like four hundred bucks, and like to do like that kit would be like probably close to seven hundred bucks. Yeah. So, so you save a couple hundred dollars doing it yourself. I mean that's that's what it's that's what this is about too is budget growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And essentially, I didn't even do it myself, and like I didn't I didn't put a uh, a drain or a, a runoff pump on mine, but like the bucket company sells this like this runoff pump that's one hundred fifty bucks that like. Basically, it's a condensation pump. Like, when water runs in it, it senses it, and then pumps it out. You can pump it into a drain. Okay. Well, I found these, like, they're called, like, shower basins for boots, and they're, like, the same exact size as that pump with a pump in it for, like, 30 bucks. Yeah, it's so, just that that's, man, it's crazy just at how it's marketed, dude. Just like if you go to the horse feed store to buy something, like, you can, like, you say diatomaceous earth. I, I work for a pool company, so I go to my supplier, and I can buy a 50-pound bag of diatomaceous earth for, like, $13, you know? Right. So, right. but it's just about where you get it from. 
Yeah. So like, cause I was like, I was like runoff, you know what I mean? Being a cocoa oh. girl, you're like runoffs, like your nemesis kind of in a way, you know what I mean? Like dealing with runoffs, like if you, when you're starting out like intense and stuff. So yeah. like getting rid of that runoff is a big deal. That's a lot of work. I used to, I used to use one of those fucking hand pumps for the gas, man. Yeah. I was like sold on this $150 pump and I'm like, man, there's gotta be a cheaper way to do this. Like my brain can outthink this. I know I yeah. can. So I got to digging around. And I'm like, check this. I got like looking around on Amazon. I found this like it's like for like a, a boat, like a boat sink or a boat or sink or shower basin, and it basically has an inlet hose and an outlet section where you just hook three quarter inch tubing to. And it actually has the same freaking pump that theirs has in it. You know, what that's I mean? what I was it's gonna like, ask. Is it like does it have the same connections and everything too? So it's just like a plug and play, ready to go. Uh, so. <laughs> it's a pump that comes on a boat. It's like a uh, sorry, y'all and my cat. A pump. If she's eating my aloe plant, little, little hussy. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, like uh, the pump is DC, so you need an AC DC converter. But they sell them on Amazon too. It's like six bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have the links to this stuff. I'm pretty sure saved. Them yeah, if anybody it. wants, it, I'm sure they can hit you up, man, and figure yeah, it out. Right. Yeah, if anybody asks you, I can hit them up with the links. You know what I mean? Like it's like a little DC AC to DC or DC to AC adapter. And you would just like cut and wago the wires together, the little wago connector. Mm-hmm. And yep. Same thing used for lights. Just do that, and then it'll be fine. You know what I mean? And that connects everything you bought, so this saves you some money, right? Yeah, yeah. If I choose to go that way, right now I just got mine. Like, so like I put it up, like put my platform up on like some cinder blocks, but I shimmed the back ones up a little bit so that I have a little bit of fall to the front, and then I just ran a hose out my tent. Drill a hole in the side of a bucket and just run. Are your plants sitting? Are your plants sitting at us at a uh, slant? Uh, yes, technically, but to is, it is no- that even? I don't think that matters really. No, but it's not noticeable to the naked eye. Like I'm talking, yeah. like it has like an eighth inch shim under the back. Just basically. enough for that water to come down. Yeah. Yeah, just enough to get the water falling. That's it. Yeah, man, I need to get something because it's a. I have to every time I water, I have to put my put them on saucers and just let them drain for maybe like three to five minutes and then take those, dump them in my sink, you know, cause I just dump them down the drain, dude. Dude, my water time went from like two hours down to like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So like if you mix up my nutrients, if I had to make up a new batch of nutrients, like it would probably take me like, I don't know, like 40 minutes total, but like before it would take me like two hours. So just like, like getting the plants out, putting them on something, yeah. watering them, letting them drip off, sticking them inside. But I still work. I'm doing Sit them on a saucer or something inside, and you gotta worry about the bottoms of them like getting soggy. You know what I mean? You want some airflow under there, so like air bottom bags, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. They got those built-in risers in the bottom, dude. So it really, they don't. I mean, when they sit in the tent, it's good, but they still have runoff, you know. So you still need to put them on a saucer to catch that. Yeah, actually, the biggest plant in my tent right now is in an air bottom bag. Hell yeah, dude. They work really well. I mean, radical bags were were my shit, dude. But I yeah, just did not like the fact that they would sit on flat, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got that that one plant in there that was like a, a, a sativa dominant freaking beast, man. Like oh, yeah. it was not grown up into the light, driving me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to keep your PPFD even, you know what I mean? So you don't have any buds. They're not getting as much light as the other. I've seen you run your LEDs so close to those lights, man. And I don't understand how people do that. Like how, like without getting without getting burnt are you just dimming your lights down so much to where it uh... Uh, now i was running them full power i got some burn spots on that like i said that sativa kept growing up into the light she's got some mm-hmm. burn spots on her and then uh 
like the sister to her, which is not as sativa dominant, grow a little bit more of an indica style, has some foxtail on the top of the two big buds on top of them, which I knew was going to happen. Like, because it's all I, good. It's all still, it all is still smokable, man. Yeah. And it, to me, it was like the cost of those two buds looking pretty to like give PPFD up on the, the majority of the buds on the lower. You know what I mean? So. And then, like I said, they're still like they came out, dude. They're like freaking like that big around me, and they're huge. Like yeah, I've I know, man. That's why I just uh, I was really upset my last run because I was like I was so confident. I was like, man, I got I, I had the whole advanced nutrient line, dude. I was brought, I was feeding seven fucking bottles, dude, and that's where I fucked up, man. I got seven bottles of nutrients I'm feeding, and I'm like, dude, I'm about to get some chunky nugs, dude. I want some lit nugs, dude. You know and. uh you're smoking weed, mixing shit up, and before you know it, you're like, fuck, did I add that? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, it was more of, I think what I did wrong, man, was the the crop steering, I feel like. Well, I let it dry, and when I watered again, a higher EC, which was too high because my I was going off PPMs. I was going off 800 PPMs. I was going off 800 PPMs, and my EC yeah. was actually like 1.8. Yeah, that's that's pretty high for that's really high for autos in my opinion. I've heard to keep it like Scotty was saying, you got to keep it like one is the max for autos. Yeah, like I have, I just had like the bigger autos, like depending on their size. Like if you get a monster, like they run up one five, one eight, something like that. You know what I mean? But most of them, yeah, like one one point two is max. Like, yeah, it's, so it's just hard to measure that EC, man, because just uh, oh, that's that's sweet. <laughs> but um i feel like the autos man they just are so they're so fucking finicky man they really are dude yeah that's why i've kind of gotten out of growing them so much anymore just because i don't know i'm like, still trying to find that 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 one breeder man that one that one genetics that is just so good that it tastes like photos you know it tastes like this dispensary or now now i'm finding that my shit that I'm growing almost tastes it tastes better than dispensary or that I've bought, you know. Right. But yeah. I think it's it's those genetics I'm getting, man. What was that? That's just it's the genetics, you know. It's the I really want to say Night Owl is is really pushing really good autoflower seeds. Yeah. It's still, I don't care like how good a uh, autoflower breeder is, like it's such Russian roulette, dude. It is. Yeah, you know I mean, like you know what I mean. Just getting those those one half shot females and like it's Russian roulette big time well that's what I was talking with Radical on the episode before this about breeding you know and the, because breeding autoflowers it's the way he was describing it is really you just have to you take whatever autoflower you want your favorite strain you can spray it and then have another plant under it of whatever other strain you like and boom you just made seeds right there it's very easy there's not really pheno hunting there's not uh it's just so different than photo periods you know you can't find one strain and say hey i'm gonna keep this strain going on and on and on have you know you could in a sense so like say he did that so like say say i pack pop five fast buds you know what i mean five of the same said i just did forbidden runs but so so yeah. like for like i say, say i pop five forbidden runs i could do it this way there's going to be five different phenos correct Mm-hmm. Well, I could take I take take one and reverse it, and then use and then pollinate the four, right? And now I have four different seeds from four different phenos. Now I want to pick the seeds that came off my best pheno. You know, understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you have to hunt. So you have to keep on. You have to keep going and going until. But that's what I'm thinking with autos. That it's just. It's all about the same process in photos. They do the same thing in photos, but the, yeah. But a photo, you could take a. Uh, 
you can take it from a mother plant, already a good pheno that you have, right? And you can say, this is the female that I'm going to cross, and this is the male that I'm going to cross because these are the top two phenos. With right. autos, you have to just hope for the best when you pop that seed. Yeah, I was just referring to pheno hunting from seed. Yeah, but you're right. Gotcha. Close. Yeah, you can, you're guaranteed. Yeah, you're guaranteed. Yeah, because I popped. I, I mean, I love. I mean, I don't. I haven't really thought about breeding a whole lot because it's like not my gig a whole lot right yeah, now. I don't, don't want to deal with it yet. I don't know. Be. I don't know. We'll see what comes down the road. We'll see. You never know. Yeah, man. So, what are your what are your plans for the? I mean, I guess now you have. You were saying you got the five by five, and you got a dry tent you're setting up. So, like, what are your plans from now on, dude? Like, you got anything coming up or? Yeah. So. uh I'm I'm gonna be I have them flowering in a four by five right now. It's one of those like two and one tenth, but I never put okay. it, uh, the walk that way because like remember I was telling you about the like the drop off in the corners, mm-hmm. like how to eliminate a little bit that, but like because I still have that I have that 640 watt flex start. It does okay, but like you had 640 not- watts in a four by five. Yeah. Jeez, dude. <laughs> And yeah, I thought I was pushing too much. No, no, nah, I was crushing like 1200 PPFD for a lot of flour, but like I was running a thousand parts per million CO2 as well. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I got some bottles, I got 20 pound tanks and got a controller. Uh, that's how you're beasting those buds out, dude. That <laughs> CO2 and that high, those high temps, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's why I kind of like put it all together here at this run, you know what I mean? This was my first run with it. So now like I kind of got it dialed in and figured it out. So hopefully my next run will be a little bit better, but now I'm going to be messing around with the irrigation. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm going to keep flowering in the four by five and my three by five I'm using for drying right now. I got a five by five. That's just kind of like chilling that I'm haven't decided how I'm going to move it around. I do have a limited amount of space for indoor. So I got to like make my plans wisely is what I want to do. But, uh, I already got my next run planned out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run uh, Apple Cup by Square or Ross well, Robin Hood, but Square One Genetics THC Titan. I'm gonna run Apple Cup, and then uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run Fro- uh, Frosted Enigma with that. I'm gonna do only gonna do two strains this next run because I ran like five strains last time and wanted to slit my throat. Mm. <laughs> That's me, dude. I'm, I'm I have seven different strains going right now. Yeah, I've done that too many times, dude. And like trying to like and like because I got OCD, so like what. The, the nutrient strength that I ran for rad genetics were too high for the, what was I was running from Relic, you know what I mean? Because they yeah. have like, oh, that was like an older genetic line, so they haven't been put through like the high PPFD and the high EC values that like rad genetics have that have been, been passed down. Like these were like yeah. from like it was uh. Whoop. There you are. It's crit. It was critical mass F2 crossed with UK cheese uh, back cross. Yeah, the egg is a UK cheese back cross. So like, but those it's an older strain. So like, when I tried to pump the higher PPFD and the higher EC value, uh, EC strength, it didn't like it as much as rats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Rats plant chewed it up. Is where this plant got burnt like a mug see man that's that that's what's so hard about i guess having so many strains you know i didn't really think about it that way especially with auto flowers but i was meaning it like more of just it, it i guess it does come down to now how finicky they are because that was my issue i guess that that's why i have some that beast and i have some that are stunted and i guess i never took into consideration that hey maybe i'm yeah. now that's going to be a bitch because that means i got to fill one one gallon pot i usually fit like water two liters in like a half gallon is usually enough to get me the runoff and everything and yeah. um maybe not 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 a whole half gallon maybe a little less but anyway um 
I'm gonna have to pre like you have to mix each little <laughs> each little yeah, bit, I mean, you know I what I'm saying? Too, like what I used to do with my autos was like say like so like say like the highest EC I was running for my autos, like I knew a plant like 1.0 EC. Mm-hmm. I would mix my all my I would mix like a five gallon bucket of 1.0 EC. And then instead I had another plant that only liked 0.6. So I would pull out like a half a gallon of that of that 1.0 CEC and just add water with my meter in it until it got down to 0.6. Shit. So I, would dilute, I would dilute it down to where it got to 0.6 and then I would use that to water the plants that didn't like as high a EC. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mix it to the maximum strength of the one that like the most and then dilute from there. And just go down. That's smart. That'll be easier to actually make a bigger solution then. Might try that. Uh, right 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 yeah that's but you're also but you're using powder nutrients too right you're using the front row yeah absolutely so man you have to mix like is you probably have to mix a certain amount like a, a minimum yeah well i mean it gives you if you you can download their feed charts online and it gives you like i think their feed chart like like usually like it's like so like like uh say week one of flour it's like five grams of part a 3.8 grams of part b and yeah they have it all down to okay they got a feature that gets it off so that's good like you'll see when you get your five pound bag and you like weigh out like a five gallon bucket like literally dude it's like a little baby medicine cups worth of yeah that's why that's what i want though man yeah right that's what i'm saying like that's what i'm saying it's good like you're gonna love it like you're like you know what i mean like i'm I'm very curious man I'm, i'm so like you don't use any bloom boosters or anything i could just run that with bloom and i could have some fucking Tasty nugs, dude. Tasty granted, nugs. I ran, granted, I ran photo periods, but I ran their exact schedule they have online, damn near. Yeah. I went one week longer. I went, I extended the uh, one week longer in veg, I think it was. Okay. But another thing, too, is, like, so you're mixing that up. Like, say you can mix that up and, like, say it's, like, a two-point. I think, like, the, a lot of it's, like, it, it's weird that they do crop charging. Like, it's different. You start out at a high EC, and your EC actually gets lower as you go on. It was hard for me to. It was weird for me to adjust to that because I'm used to like starting out little. Yeah. Thing. So like what I did was like I mixed like half strength newts, and like mes- like slowly work like for like the first like week of veg like every other day like increased my newt strength until yeah. I was up to what it required, and then I counted that as day one of veg. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But like for your auto flowers though, so like when you mix that, like just use that method I told you and cut it down to whatever EC you want. So like, you know what I mean? Like if you know one gallon is two is going to be two point five EC, you know what I'm saying? Or just yeah. for instance, like one gallon is going to be two 2.0 EC. So like in theory, two gallons should be one point EC, right? Yeah. So you just add a gallon of water to dilute down, or however you need to do it. Right, right, right. So that would be the best for you doing auto flowers. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm getting some in, man. I'm going to be getting some in from them. I already put the order in. I mean, I got half I got half off of every like every I didn't order Bloom just because I figured I can order Bloom in like probably like 20 days or so or 30 days. I don't even have anything popped yet, so you know what I mean? I have time. Right, right. Yeah. You got you got a couple weeks. And yeah. I'm sure that that discount code they hooked up was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably be able to use it again hopefully for the Bloom. You must have told them or something so like Athena sent me a hat and some stuff. I'm like I've been hitting front row egg up about like a sweatshirt, and I'm like, dude, I will buy one. Like I'm not asking for one for free. Like I just want to be repping my shit. Yeah. So like Athena sent me a hat a while ago. Like I sent a bunch of people some cuts and some hat and some IPM, which their IPM shit is amazing. Anyway, um, 
So like I asked Front Row about some swag forever, and like they kept like the dude was like, "Oh, they're out of stock, they're out of stock." So finally, I was like, "Fuck it." The other day, I sent him a picture of my Athena hat, and I was like, "Bro," I was like, "I can't." Be. <laughs> I was like, bro, I can't be rocking this shit, man. I was like, like, what's up? When's that shit in stock? Like, I'm not asking for free shit. Like, I'll pay for it. He was like, man, that thing is ugly. He's like, let me get your name, address, a phone number, and your, and your email address. And he's like, I'll get you some swag out tomorrow, man. He's like, I got you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, pretty, I pretty much told him that I'm on advanced nutrients, and I need a, I'm trying to get something different. I want to try something new. I've heard your products are great, so what can you do for me? And they just like, here you go, man. Dude, it's like the only true three part out there. Yeah. So if you have any trouble mixing or anything, the main thing is like taking your time mixing it. I've got a mixer, like a the little uh, mixing plate, yeah. and I've got a law. Lo- I've got a, a big metal stirrer, so yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not gonna have an issue with that. So like the best way to do is like when you're diluting it, like like you dilute it down. You know, dilute all. What I do is I I dilute each part individually in water. And then I'll like I'll add to part A, and then uh, wait five minutes, and then add to part B, and then mix for five minutes, and then add the bloom, and then mix for five minutes, and then I pH. Like I'm. Have you grown autos? Have you grown autos with that three part system? Your auto flowers. That forbidden runs. Yeah, I had that. And are you using bloom? When do you start using bloom? Like when you start seeing pre flower, are you waiting till like the third weekend? Well, I mean, I I wouldn't. I would wait till like. If I was running autos, see my autos didn't they didn't flower like like a typical auto flower does. Remember I told you about that. Well, yeah, them. shit, you're doing twelve twelve. Yeah, so like initially, like I don't add bloom until like well after pre flower, like probably like a week week and a half after. Well, I mean now I say with auto flowers, let's see what did my schedule call for. I started adding bloom when they. I mean obviously I started adding bloom when they stretched, but then like. The main thing is, is like cutting that nitrogen back at the end, mm-hmm. like a week after the end of stretch. And that's when I started. I learned about stop using recharge during flower. Now, uh, Mr. Autogrow was telling me about that because it carries a lot of nitrogen in it, and I never knew that. And I always used uh, recharge up until like maybe three weeks before I was done or ready to start flushing, and I always had more trouble flushing because it was like holding on to a lot of nitrogen. I get like the dark leaves still. Yeah, nitrogen nitrogen is a bud killer. Like, don't yeah, get me sure. wrong, a plant needs it all cycles. You know what I mean? But like, veg with veg amounts of of nitrogen are killer for bud production, formation, everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can I can spot nitrogen toxicity out of my way. I hate it. Oh yeah, <laughs> all you got to do is see. I mean, yeah. It's not too bad, man. You say all fixable though. At least that's that's what I like. Like I fucked my grow up, and it's all it's going better now. You know. It's yeah, fixable. yeah. That's I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's what I forgot to okay. mention. Though. I grew in soil for all those years. So like I didn't start cocoa until like uh, after I got busted. Yeah. I was, I was when you started of, when you started growing back is whenever I met you. When you just started growing again. Right. Right. Yeah, I still I when I, I was still in soil then. Yeah, I was still growing Fox Farm. I I think I like just started transitioning over to cocoa. Because I didn't like the fact that like I hated like I'm a I have O C D and like I'm like, oh I guess all Americans I want it, I want it now. So like when I would like mm-hmm. see a and I would try to fix it and in soil like so like you try to guess you, a plethora of symptoms, you're trying to figure this shit out, you're nerve wracking because your plant's sick. You try to fix it. So like in soil, you're looking at like a four to seven day window 
before you even see any kind of improvement or it gets worse. You know what I mean? Obviously, it could get worse the next yeah. day. If you really fixed it, you're looking at like four to seven days before you even really notice it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like I tried cocoa and like I could tell like when I like if my plant was looking yellow in the morning and I and I, and I kicked my feet up. By the time I looked at them that night, they were a considerable amount greener. Like it's just mm-hmm. how fast they absorb those nutrients through cocoa and obviously through, let's say, pre uh, pre organized chemically salt. <laughs> yeah, about to say your the nutrients you're using too are really good. They're chelated probably properly for the cocoa. You know. Yeah, nice thing about front row ag is you don't have to add calcium or magnesium. It's already in there too. That's like, what I'm. That's what I can't wait. And there's silica. Are you getting silica in that? I, I do run silica. I've been running silica. And I'm so there's gonna, no silica in front row then? No, they still okay. run silica there. Yeah, just because of fat. I think because the silica can't be added to like a formula and like a like a gross compound like that because of the way that chelates, chelates work, chelation or whatever works in it. Because yeah. like, I don't know if you've ever added stuff too quick to a, a reservoir that had uh, uh, silica in it. It causes all kinds of fallout. Like you'll actually see like the potassium will actually like bind. I think it happens like like the. Nutrient. Is that when it looks like it? You almost see like a swirl or something. You can almost see it like binding yeah. together in there. And it can even look like a little bit snotty in there. Like yep. you'll start seeing fallout. That's I've what's seen called that before. Fallout. That's fallout, and that's because of like the chelations that didn't and mm-hmm. the ionizations that didn't match up. I don't know exact terms for it. Yeah. Like what happens in that nutrient? It's a little out of my wheelhouse, but like you know what I mean. That's what. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens. To, and then they get that fallout, and then that's what clogs your fil- everybody's filters. And then, then it's not plant available because it sits on your media. Hmm. So, yeah, that could cause it, too. <laughs> something new, man. Yeah, I was I was afraid of cocoa at first, man, like because of all the measuring stuff. Because yeah, like, it just happened to be like on point about everything and measuring like uh, PAs. And, like, but once I got the hang of it, it was actually easier, you know what I mean? Because like like most of that, I find that like the most thing that drives pH is like feeding, overfeeding, mm-hmm. or under-feeding. that drives pH more than anything. You know, like you can tell a lot by how your plants eating, by the way your pH is and your your EC values, but a lot by your pH. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I believe it, man. That's why I keep mine. I love. I try to keep mine at between six and like six point five. I don't even go below six for my cocoa, dude. To be honest, just because I found keeping it right around six and higher. I just see better, like, I just, my, my plants seem happier. They pray better. When I go, like, lower, like, 5.5 five to 5.8, yeah. they just, I don't know, man. They just don't seem as happy. Even though they say that's for cocoa, you want, like, 5.5 five and share, like, 5.8. They want it kind of lower. Yeah, 5.8. Like, I, when they're seedlings, I, I'll run them, like, basically, mine changes the whole grow. Like, I'm still, I still gradually am working it up the whole way. Okay. Up. So, are you buffering it yourself with up and down? Uh, right now I'm running just well water. So like all I have to add is down. So like, I, I, yeah, same. Yeah. Like, uh, like almost, I want to say, uh, like a mil per gallon gets me where I need to be. Cause like that front row ag, like when I mix, like right now when I mix my bloom, like it mix everything out for my latent, like like latent flower, like it comes out in my water 6.2. So like lately here, I've only been adding like a, a mil, a milliliter per, like a half a milliliter per gallon of pH down. So it's not much. Uh, kind of I was like, going to ask you, so the, the front row ice probably is buffered then, I guess. Yeah, pretty okay, buffers. Yeah, that's good. Up, as long as your water's not crazy, like when you mix the nutrients up, it comes out pretty damn close. Like that's good. I, I could pour it right in there if I want to, but I'm, like I said, I got OCD. So like, like I said, like when I start out and from 
I start out from C and they're little. My first fertigations and stuff are like 5.8. And as I get up into like week four and five events, I'm hitting 5.9. But always like back and forth a couple points. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then then like going into flower, like I'm like 5.9 to 6. And then by mid to flower to the late flowers, I'm like 6 to 6.2. Okay. Just a gra- very gradual increase. Yeah, because if you look at the graph, like how they absorb the nutrients, like uh, like at a lower pH is leans towards more vegetative style. Like you're, mm-hmm. they absorb nitrogen better. That's what I was gonna say. It's it's more for the. Yep. Yeah, and then like and then as you get in the flower and like get up into like 6.0, 6.2, they absorb phosphate and potassium, phosphorus and potassium more. So and that's yeah. exactly why I try to keep mine between that six to like six point five range because I feel like everything's really is, is available better at that at that range right yeah i've never ran mine up to 6.5 like i always try to leave i have never either six point i think the highest is like six two i've gone yeah like i always try to leave a little buffer because like say like like if i go up to like 6.1 and my plants are eating a little less like those leftover ions are gonna are drive my ph up so mm-hmm. like if they eat a little less that day then i know it's only gonna drive my ph up to like 6.2 six point. i never even thought about that you know what I mean? So, and then yeah. if they eat, even if they're eating more, then it might like drop it down to like five point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly if that's backwards or not, but you get the drift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it does, it drives them ions. Like whether they eat less or more, that's what drives their pH, the, the ion uptake for the, you know what I mean? Because like pH is potential hydrogen, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you're busting all the science out man i'm still learning it that's why i wanted to have you on here man because even with the lighting and everything dude you know you know that you know the science down to it man yeah i was, I was watching like uh, that's, uh i was watching bugby before he was a thing you know what i mean dude, like, i remember you introducing me to him on youtube man so yeah that was a couple of years ago right yeah and it was he he was like it was almost too much at first for me because i was just starting out you know and i was like dude this dude is talking like he had a chalkboard with measurements of how to do like your ppfd and i was just like all right man this is like this is too much in a way you know this is advanced but it's (laughs) now to now today though i understand it and i get it yeah you're picking up more and more the, the terms and stuff yeah yeah, like, but even back then, I was like, I told, so I told you, I was like, dude, this guy's the Don. Like, you need to, he's like the Don of growing, man. Like, yeah. you need to, like, you need to follow this guy because everything he's spitting is like, it's scientific. It's no bro science. It's funny because, like, how everything's getting phased out. Everything was like, like before, like everything was like, you got to flush, and I was like, no flushing now. And yeah. like, before it was like four weeks cure. Now, like, nobody wants to buy weed that's more than thirty days old. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, dude, I know. Yeah, how how crazy is like times we in right now? You mm-hmm. know. And that's just like in the course two years, right? Two years and then same, like what? Two, yeah, like two years. I think whenever the legalization really started booming, man, everywhere is whenever people were getting more snooty, you know, with it. It's like, yeah. got to have certain styles and all the strains coming out. But yeah. that's why I like to grow my own, man, because it's like. You guys are I never going to grow dank LEDs. You guys are never going to grow no buds with LEDs, you know, like shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm, man, I when I first started growing, dude, LED. LEDs were looked down on. HPS was all that you wanted to grow with, and um, you auto, auto flowers were like, dude, don't waste your time. But at the same time, the auto flowers then didn't get over like 18 inches. Some of them, you know, because they had low rider mixed with them, or they had just really high. Like low rider number two came out, and that was the first one I grew, and it was like 22 inches, and I was like, oh, it's beasting, dude. It's supposed to get 18, <laughs> you know? And no, dude. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, I'd rather have nice, like, I'd rather have, I mean, if it was some nice bud, I'd take that over a big plant, though. Like, me. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. as a grower, like, you don't have a problem with quantity. It's always quality, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a shit if the plant has, like, 12 pounds on it, you know what I mean? Like, That's I'll take. That's what happened, man, yeah. I want two pounds of, like, some primo shit that I only want to smoke every three hours, you know? I like, think I got so much of one plant, and I sent you, I sent you, like, a good bit of it because I grew so much of one plant. It got so big. Yeah. But yeah. The thing is, it didn't turn out good because I think I let it go. It was so big. I mean, it was okay, but I would call it like mids, dude. It really was. It wasn't like dank, you know, but that's yeah. why I learned to start growing, start training, keeping them smaller mm-hmm. and just more chunkier, dude. And they, they the buds just produce so much better than growing these four and a half foot plants, you know, that yeah. have cold the size of your arm are great, but I don't think they tasted as good, man, than the short, right. dense ones. So a lot of people always ask me, like, you mean guys just say, like, how do you get your stems so big? Like, they hold them big buds and this and that. Yeah. And that. It came from not topping a lot. Like, a lot of people go freaking top crazy. And, like, every time you top, like, it's breaking that plant down in the mm-hmm. tooth. You know what I mean? That's yeah. people go crazy. Like, I only, plant, I only top my plants once, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, then, that's like, all I'll do. I have the hardest time with, like, the selection. Like, one of my sticky points is, like, the bud selection. Like, when you're in late pre-flower. And you're cutting away branches like, all right, this branch isn't going to be worth it. This branch isn't going to be worth it. Like this branch, like it's going to be okay, but I'd rather that mm-hmm. branch, that branch is energy focused into this one. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just want to leave them all because they're all so beautiful. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what this time with, like, uh, have you seen any of Mr. Canucks, any seed to harvest and like seeing how he trains and all of that? And uh, like Mr. Canucks grow on YouTube, oh, his seed yeah. to harvest, dude, if you watch so his how he trains and how he gets these things to fucking beast dude i don't get it man yeah he i'm pretty sure if i'm not mistaken he usually like i grow like i kind of grow some of them in that i i think he only tops once like when he grows his photos he does but but he gets those mains so just like yours you have your mains are just like you'd have seven mains that look like it would be just one main cola I think that has to do with like light penetration too on top. Should I say? I think that has to do with actual like light penetration on the stem too. I actually think that that hardens them up and makes them a lot bigger. Cause like, I don't know. I just feel like, cause like if you notice like people that like if you let your plant grow too bushy in a spot, those stems are always weaker and smaller. And you know what I mean? Just to where like the ones that are getting the sunlight are actually gonna be bigger and stuff. So that come where defoliation comes in the key. Which I've kind of lightened off my defoliation here last couple grows. i would do it once now man i do it once right uh when i start seeing like flowering and kind of once it's done stretching yeah. once i get that that, stre- that first stretch out of veg done i'll just strip as much as i can and then i'll see new growth in like fucking like two days dude it's already starting to fill out again right i'm a, i i do more of a now i do like i i pull these off every day probably okay. every day but like i don't deal a shit ton like i do selective defoliation whether i guess we would call it where like and i'll be like okay i pulled 10 leaves five 10 leaves today that's enough you know yeah. and then tomorrow i'll pull five or ten more you know what i mean yeah i'll and do that the, same thing but i do one main strip like to where i strip yeah, all those leaves off i do i like i'll but pre-flower like right before i right before i set them in the flowers when i clean up the bottoms clean all the shit off the bottoms lollipop them a good bit um and then just like everybody else and then pre-flower you do that strip and then at the end of stretch, 21 days, do another strip. But when I say strip, like, it's not like, I don't know. I don't like. I know what you I mean. Strip. I've seen, yeah. 
I don't strip them down like crazy. Like I'm, I, I just try to uncover bud sites. Like my motto is if you block a top, you're out the crop. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> if I see a family covering a bud site, like it's got to go. It's just got to go. Yeah, that's how, that's, that's the kind of picking I'll do. Yeah. I don't care if it's strip day or not. Like if you're, you know, I'm, I'm pulling you. <laughs> yeah. I like, sorry. I like to cut rather than a uh, tuck for sure. Yeah, tucking just creates wet spots, I think, and then those lights, then those spots get burnt when the lights come well, I've on. I've noticed it makes the leaves do a funky ass. Like sometimes they'll try to twist up, and then they'll go upside down. And I'm like, dude, this is just not. Nah, just cut it out the way. Yeah, this creates a mess, and like, yeah. you're trying to get like to those bud sites. You know what I mean? Not like I don't know. I, I don't mean, let Jeff Lowenfield hear you say that, man. Yeah, I mean, but I've seen. You know, you can say one way is better than the other, but like I've seen guys that leaf tuck grow nice bud i've seen guys that strip down to like like i would never strip it down that far and they've grown nice bud you know what i mean like i think like you said it comes down to the penetration the light penetration of how how good your lights are yeah about mastering your own craft not somebody else's way it's about mastering sure. your own craft, you know so for like, sure dude well yeah anything else you wanted to go over no nah, man what about i say we just got an hour and a half man holy just, shit that's been yeah, like, I know, yeah. dude. I'm about to say we got a good talking, man. We got a good episode. Damn, um, I didn't even feel like I broke down into the specifics about anything yet. <laughs> you did though. You did. That's the thing. You got into you broke down the science of a lot of it, man. Yeah, we didn't even get into LEDs, man. I just told you which ones were pretty hot right now with the lenses. <laughs> yeah. No, we got we, dude. So this episode I think was good on lighting and uh definitely like what I wanted to because the first one was breeding and now we got into like how to nutrients and uh lighting and all of that work you know and kind of just got your your take on it all man got to know you got it now the community gets to know you dude oh i forgot to say that frosted the other one i'm growing frosted enigma i know i told you but man i named that shit like belief has an awesome friday night live i would advise everybody to go check it out uh he does like cool cool giveaways and he's giving away matches we're talking like three three hundred fifty dollar packs bro and uh, he does like sometimes they'll have a strain like the one i named was primal our platinum punch from in-house they did a, a collab with in-house was platinum punch cross with chimera 13 and they were he, he wanted somebody to name it and then you like you tell you put your name in there in the chat and then like all they like basically start voting it down and if yours wins dude then you get the pack so i got frosted enigma coming out from Leaf cannabis check it out <laughs> oh yeah man so one more time what, what, what say i'm gonna put it at the bottom of the little my little description where well, they check it out the, the seeds oh it's uh bee leaf cannabis bee leaf. On, okay yeah yeah it's like bee leaf like he's blowing it up right now it's like the, some of the frostiest weed on the internet right now bro oh yeah but, dude i'll put a description down so everyone go check it out man like everything that guy touches right now is just fire dude. just fire he's got one insane breeding stock right now definitely i'll check him out man yeah do you go win some of them free seeds name of strain that's, that's, that's what cool. i want to do man i always like some free seeds dude yeah, and that way when you're like searching through the internet and like you see like the pack and it's got the name that you picked on, like, like yeah, fucking name. Dude, that you're going to be seeing people grow that out. you like, damn, I named that shit, dude. That's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, one of the cool things Beasley says. It's be for years, that, too. It's not just like a one time thing. It'll be for right? years that's going to be happening. Right. And Beasley said one of the cool things is, too. He's like, he was like, he's like, he was like, only you and I will be the only ones to have this strain right now in the world. And I was like, shit, yeah, well, that's going in the tent next. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was, for, now I we know what's going in there. I was going to grow, uh, I think it's black bananas. I think it's black bananas from uh, Soulfire Gardens. I was going to put that in with that apple cup. And, uh, yeah, that got the food. 
<laughs> Frosted and Niggas is going next, bro. It's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Oh, dude, thanks for coming on, man. For real. Yeah, no problem. Maybe we'll check back sometime after this crop steering adventure goes down. Like, get this under my belt. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, I'll be following along, man, and everyone else can follow along too, man. And they can find you at Lit and Green, right, on Instagram, and yeah, they can Lit and Green on Instagram. I'm on Grow Diaries too, but I, like I said, like I just I run some anything I run on there's I got a couple photo periods on there, but most of it's uh, auto flowers for fast buds. Fast buds helped me out back in the day, like big yeah. time. Like I kind of like had a mad respect, and they wanted some diaries, so I like did some diaries for them and stuff. And they still send me some strings and shit, but yeah, Grow Diaries and the Instagram, bro. Hell yeah, man! Thanks again for coming on, dude. Yeah, much love, Rasta right, man. Have yeah, a good take, night, my man. Yep. Yeah, later. Later. Hey guys, and thanks for listening to the episode. I just wanted to give a shout out to Air Bottom Bags. Uh, it's one of my sponsors that I have over on Instagram. These bags are really great, guys. Uh, the Air Green um, Polypropylene Matrix Mix bags. They don't have, they won't fade, they won't grow any bacteria or algae on them. I use uh, synthetics with them, and I haven't had any issues with buildup on them at all. Uh, you can find them over on airbottombags.com. You can also find them on Instagram at airbottombags. Uh, Air underscore bottom underscore bags is going to be their main profile you can also direct message them they're really good at getting back to you very professional people uh, anyway if you do want to check the bags out if you end up getting one uh, use rasa k 10 as your discount code get 10 percent off and you'll be supporting myself and the community so thanks again guys for this episode and i hope you have a good night later